yeah, I wanted to book you on this uh, show that I do. It's that basement show. There's no mic, no chairs, and unfortunately, this time around, I can't pay you, but there is a buffet. Cops retirement party. I got no room for you to stay in, but there's free drinks. You wouldn't mind uh, hiding out for about a half hour, 45 minutes until the uh, birthday girl gets there, would ya? Wondering if you'd like to do comedy uh, on a boat. Not a very big boat, kind of just like a real boat. Really, it's just a canoe. Let me know if you want to do the gig. Ladies All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Death by Comedy, uh, COVID edition. I think we're calling it the COVID Diaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary and I are back. Uh, we were uh, both uh, stricken with COVID-19, but we're back here. That's why we've had a little layoff. Uh, but you look good now, Gary. How you doing? I feel real bad, Chris. Um, <laughs> I, I feel am- bad, but look good. Thank you. Uh, I've been, uh, I think COVID turned me into a 79 year old man because, uh, I, I take naps. I wake up at 4am and I swim now (laughs) just to, Oh, nice. Just to ease my pains and my aches. Yeah. Um, It's a great workout. I love a swim. Uh, you, you had Corona and that was back in like December, I think. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's right. You actually, uh, you brought me a sandwich that is uh, when I was sick, but unfortunately you moved to the East Coast before you got your COVID, COVID so I was unable to bring you a sandwich in return. I'm, I guess I'm a bad friend. I mean, you could um, always call a delivery somewhere around here, but that's oh, neither I, You know, I, that's true. That makes me an even worse friend because I didn't yeah. even think about that. No, I had no taste, no smell, and no appetite. So honestly, oh. it was like nothing. <laughs> it would be a waste That's to get brutal. any food. Um, I just ate oatmeal. They say so. I guess we can compare COVIDs. I guess that's why we're calling this the COVID diary. But when you when you lose your sense of taste and smell, they say that can be depressing. Did it bring you down that you couldn't taste anything? Was it a benefit so you could eat you know more garbage or what? <laughs> I. I did like not being able to smell. Uh, yeah, I, I found a bright side that could because um, I get I'm super smell sensitive. Like I I take oh, too okay. many showers. I yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely um, uh, clean as much as I can. I don't like odors. I don't like bo. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like the Europeans think Americans wear too many fucking smells to cover up natural smells. Um, I yeah, do. Europeans I do. need to mind their own business. <laughs> Why don't you go lose World War II, idiots? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love not being able to smell the taste thing. Not so much. Cause like some of the, you know, good foods for you, like say blueberries without the tang, yeah. it just tastes like a mushy, disgusting ball yeah yeah Um, that's how i feel about mushrooms yeah people always give me shit they're like well you don't like the taste of no i don't like the consistency of it it just drives me up a wall it's yeah it's like eating like like rubbery i don't know gunk um well that's that's too bad did you so i you know we haven't connected too much because you were ill and i didn't want to bother you too much i texted you here and there but i know when i was sick i think probably it was novel um for people to have someone come down with covid so a lot of people were like calling me i felt like i needed the rest so mm-hmm. by the time you had gotten sick i was like oh, i'm not gonna bar- bother gary if you need I'll, you know I'm, I, I sort of was sending those texts i'm like i'm here if you need me but did you get it coming across the country did you, do you think you caught it on your way into massachusetts or what i considering my luck which is tremendously bad I believe <laughs> that I crossed alongside my co-pilot, uh, a Rob Crean. We got all the uh-huh. way to Massachusetts, so three thousand six hundred and like forty-nine miles. And yeah, but who's then, counting? Then I got it. I think it was oh, right wow. in in inside your home state. Because we were both run down from the road, so I thought it was a flu, and it didn't, you know, it wasn't right. like the smell or anything like that happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then 
I think in that neighborhood, just going to get like tea at the store because I uh-huh. was I I needed like medicine, cough drops, tea, and you know yeah. Nyquil. Um, I think I might have gotten it at like City Feed or CVS because um, I only went to yeah. two places other than that. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about Gary. I've caught I've caught I've caught many viruses at CVS. It's a place that's supposed to get rid of them. Exactly. Something's deep. Uh yeah, I got I got a little side story. My brother used to work at a CVS. Uh I'm not gonna say that he did anything wrong, but a coworker uh a coworker used to let people get away with uh coming in and like paying for gum and like you know, walking out the door with like a hundred dollars and other items <laughs> back in like high school. Uh, I probably have already said too much, but that's what, that's what I always think about. And then, and then there was one other time at CVS when I went to purchase some things, I think I had a cold or whatever. I was in CVS and this, uh, this woman was getting berated by one of my fellow Charlestown townies. And the woman who worked there was just saying, lady, ma'am, miss, relax your slacks, relax your slacks. As the lady's like swearing at her, my favorite phrase of all time. I uh, yeah, that's brutal. That so you guys made the you made the trek, and then uh, and then got sick in the last five feet. I'm writing relax that's... your slacks down. Because oh yeah, yeah. I need to remember that. I need yeah, it. it's I a need good it one. Everywhere I go, just to yeah. The lady you know. in there was like, you know, the, she was a she was a customer, and she's just like, who the fuck do you think you are? And the other woman who was like taller than her was just like, ma'am, relax your slacks. I've I've used that phrase uh, for the rest of my life. I heard it when I was a teenager. It was about you know twenty five years ago. Anyway, when I had the 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 COVID brother, when I got the COVID, yeah, the COVID. Uh-huh. I I went to uh, I should have gone to a hospital because I had a pretty heavy uh-huh. case, but I went to a comfort inn because it was cheaper. And then I <laughs> found out that uh, Massachusetts. You know a guy there. I know a guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's cheaper than twenty seventy five thousand dollars worth of uh, uncovered yeah. medical expenses. Um, so so the comfort uh, inn is it is it because you were quarantining then? Mm-hmm. I was confirmed. Oh, okay. I was waiting to hear, and I'd already like booked a couple days, and it was just going to be like, oh no, I just got the flu, and then I can go home. And then my test came back yeah. positive, and I was like, fuck. And then I got really sick, and then I found a resource. This is going to that that rude lady that you just brought up. Um, yeah. Red Cross in Massachusetts did what should have been there the whole time. It's almost like a FEMA mm-hmm. type setup where they've taken these hotels because yeah. no one's really traveling. They've set up stations where people can quarantine away from their families. They deliver three meals oh, a day. Wow. They check on you twice a day, your vitals. So you don't have to go anywhere, and it's all provided for That's folks wild. Like, like myself that are fucking broke as shit and can't afford. Yeah. To, you know, a hotel, right. even the shitty hotel for two weeks is 2000 bucks, 60 bucks a day. Yeah. And that's if you have exactly 14 days. Of, I had three weeks of symptoms. So. Yeah. Um, Jesus. I go to this hotel. So do they they didn't cover the hotel then? Uh, the the comfort like you got to pay for it. No, no, the Red Cross one. They were, either it was all in a program, so all of it was covered: food, medical care, wow, doctor check ins, discharge. They let you know what you need. That's how to. you do it. And it was I was very thankful that um, I just happened to Google it in kind of my own delirium. And my last yeah. day out of the hospital hotel. Uh, I'm leaving, and this woman in the elevator, very Bostonian woman, is in the yes. elevator, and she she saw me at least three times before this, but nobody in the hotel had any fucking uh, sense of what they were doing because the fogginess with with COVID. So like, yeah, yeah, the first yeah, time I, I left yeah. my room, like I, I left my room to just go down the hall and get a get water, and uh, I had no key, and this guy yeah. across the way was like, "You locked yourself out, didn't you?" I was like, "Yeah." So we all do. No one can remember shit. So I people just wandering last, around the halls. Really? Seriously. And yeah. I'm, I'm in the elevator. Um I'm in the elevator. This woman's like, It's awful. My back. My back hurts. Sitting in the room, so friggin' boring. And I was like, Well, you know, there's HBO and you walk around your yeah. room. That's what I do, so I don't. 
Everyone's got a phone. You can download free games. <laughs> you had a Keurig. Books. They had a microwave. Yeah. They had Wi-Fi. Jeez. It was, uh, you know, it's a Holiday Inn that you're yeah. staying at. So it's fucking sweet. And yeah, the quality's yeah. good. It's quite comforting. And um, she's just like, ugh, I just, my neck's hurting me. It's hurting me so bad. Do you have a butt? Do you have a butt? And I was like, no, I don't smoke. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't smoke, whatever. I don't know. So she follows me over to the nurse's station. We get out of the elevator. And it's I'm discharged at like 9 in the morning. Um, I'm waiting for like my slip that says I'm cool to go wherever. Yeah, and your release. The woman goes, I, I go, just go in front of me. You know, do what you got to do, talk to the nurses. She goes, I want some coffee. <laughs> they come with coffee and they come with snacks and they come in the morning to do your you know check on you take your temperature check your yeah. oxygen and that's a nurse, good deal yeah the nurses were like uh you should uh be in your room they're they're doing vitals right now so you know they'll give you coffee in your room like they you know that that's when they give you it. the woman's been there for at least a week and woman goes i'm an adult I'm an adult. Excuse me. I'm an adult. I've been waiting for my coffee since <laughs> seven this morning. It's nine thirty. They haven't been here. Just give me my coffee, please. And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like that, the towny tiger was let out of the cage. Yeah. And the yeah. nurse is like, just quietly is like, "Okay," and just giving her her coffee. Essentially, these people that are there yeah. twenty four hours that need it. Yeah, yeah. And. uh then she, the lady, like leaving, just kind of doesn't say thank you in the nice way. She goes like, "Yeah, thank you." One of those mean things, like a bark. Yeah, yeah. And I just the nurse and I share like a moment of. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. People are real special. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. I mean, it, it seems like that's your first. I know it was your second or whatever week there, but. That seems like the type of shit you see five minutes into Massachusetts and you're like, we're back. Yes. That's when I knew you know? it hit me. Hit me hard. Yeah, I'm home. Uh, yeah, people might not be aware. I think this is our first pod back, but Gary has uh, since uh, migrated back to Massachusetts temporarily. Um, but there now, uh, after this, this ordeal, uh, like this COVID ordeal. Is my Pablo Escobar flight phase where... Nobody really knows where I'm at, but I'm everywhere. That's great. Yeah. What was your... Yeah, we're now, you... we're now bi-coastal and bi-COVID. Um, what were we going to ask, Gary? When you, when you had the COVID, because uh, yeah. you, you were one of the people that I always worried about uh, when it started, because yeah. you, you were on the front line, so you're an essential worker helping folks out. Um, and I am. You... Mm-hmm. Uh, you... Chris is a stripper, and you... Uh, That's right. People need people need my dick. Uh, Are you still doing <laughs> watermelon head? I don't head? often make dick jokes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I strip as watermelon head. I wear a watermelon uh, helm over my head, and I, but, but everything else is bare skin, Gary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All the way from the Wilmington it's, patches. Please <laughs> welcome... <laughs> Because because people love a creepy male stripper. That's the one thing that everyone's been lacking during this crisis. For, for the visitors. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, please give them the sample of the voice you would yeah. do. That. Yeah. Want some watermelon? <laughs> um, as I as I pop pieces of, of my, my carved out brain into their mouths while rubbing my ding dong on their shoulder. Um <laughs> yeah I, I i am still an essential worker uh from time to time um we won't get into my job too much because i don't want to get into any kind of legal ramifications but i'm pretty sure i cut it at work sure. uh from a um that i think sucks. a coworker had a had a had a big thanksgiving party we have you know we have no uh ill will towards anyone you know everyone I, you know part of this whole crisis that's really insidious is you know I still give people a hard time for going out maskless and partying and all that shit. But I think there has been Mm -hmm. like a toll that people have taken, you know, after 
almost a year of this stuff, you can appreciate those people who just feel like they're cut off from everybody and they're they're not allowed to see family or they're not allowed to see friends. So I kind of understand where people are coming from, where they want to be with a group of people. You know, I don't think it's the smartest thing. It's not for me, but I can understand the, the, the sort of mentality that people have where they're you know, because that's like a that's like a compounded, like a cascading crisis. You know, you can't be it around everyone because you're you're afraid of getting sick. But people need to be together. You know, they need to get together with people because that can be like a real mental problem. I understand it. I don't agree with it. And so I think you know that's what happened. And then a coworker might have gotten sick. I know there was someone who was sick before me. And then uh, and then I was like one of the next people to get sick. I got tested. You know, they have like walk-up tests in LA and then I didn't get my results. So I got tested on like a Friday and I didn't get the results until Monday. But over the weekend, I started having like crazy symptoms like you. I was like feverish. I was like shivering. I got into a hot shower. I couldn't get warm. You know, it was really wild. I had like a, like 15 different symptoms, you know, it was like everything from the body aches to kidney problems to weird shits. It was like the gamut. It felt like the way I described it to you is like a little raptor, like a little velociraptor testing the fences at Jurassic Park. You know, it was like it couldn't get me with like the headaches, so it went to my kidneys. Couldn't get me at the kidneys, so it gave me the weird shits. You know, it was like it was like a little bit of everything. You know, you could just almost hear it in there like, you know, it's like. You look in the door, it's like breathing on the glass and testing the little uh, doorknob, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're uh, going for your heart and you're like, shooter! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shooter! Clever girl. Um, yep. So uh, I think we just did all the Raptor references, but uh, yeah, now I got like, because I was afraid there was like right around the time I got sick. There was a perfectly healthy uh, D1 basketball player for the University of Florida who, like, dunked in a game. Like, he came out of a huddle, he dunked right after the huddle, and then he just collapsed. And he had, he was asymptomatic over the summer, and this was in, like, December. And then he went into, a like, a coma for, like, a week, and I was like, that dude didn't even have symptoms. So now I'm worried, you know, I think there's a huge mental thing that happens after you're sick or even during while you're sick. You're just going... Man, I feel like any second this thing could get a take a real bad turn. And I'm in pretty good shape. I think like you, like we both, you know, we both kind of keep in shape. You're always like working I'm out and doing ripped. stuff. <laughs> yeah, man, especially now after the pool. You got those those swimmers' shoulders. But uh, you know, it's like one of those things where we're we're, you know, I mean, you're younger than I am, but we're relatively healthy. I mean, but I'm I, not, I don't always eat you. garbage. I look a lot. <laughs> That's the important. It's just because your beard is longer. But and, uh, and but I, I was swim. like, you know, I could. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm jealous. I love swimming, but um, you know, it was just one of those things where I was like, I could see how this could just go from like moderately bad to really infinitely worse very very quickly. And uh, and so that was like a worry. And now after it's over, I'm still worried because, you know, I don't think you're out of the woods. All these other things can happen. Heart inflammation and all these troubles. So I, I, I borrowed uh, Sabina's uh, Apple Watch and I've been wearing that. And I got like all these notifications if my, you know, if I have, if I go into like, I forget what the fuck it's called. AFib or DFib or B or Z, I don't know. It's like if anything happens, I'll be woken up by the Apple Watch and I'll rush to the hospital, you know. But I'm but I'm also a hypochondriac, so it fits with my belief system, you know. That's um, it's interesting you bring that up. The you know the stuff the people I think would stay the fuck home if I mean death isn't enough. Death, I mean, clearly, yeah. You know, over four hundred, yeah, yeah, fifty thousand fucking people are dead, and people are still like, but but I gotta have a quinceanera. Uh, there's these things that affect you or will affect us, uh, possibly for the rest Mm -hmm. of our lives. Hopefully not, but nobody really knows. And you 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 told me it's like you're you're at risk for stroke, coma. Yeah. Um, even the nurses at the Red Cross didn't tell me like nothing I couldn't do. But in talking to you, it was like the conflicting information of, you know, you've got to watch your heart rate. You've got to slowly build up you know, in exercise. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, where did you where did you pick that stuff up? Uh, was it just from your doctors? Because well, it was a couple of different things. I don't really have a doctor. Uh, as my as my brother says, my my health insurance is uh, you know aisle three at CVS. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not health insurance. It's health assurance. I got a guy who's like, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're all right. Don't worry about it. Just just get back out there. Um, no, I, uh, Sabina's sister is a doctor, so I have, like, informal over the phone. Sabina's my, uh, my girlfriend, my special lady, so sh- we <laughs> talk to her regularly. insurance. Yeah, yeah, we got, we talked to her over the phone, but she's, she's great because she didn't, she didn't mince any words. She went right to, like, the worst shit that could possibly happen, you know, and that's how I, like, found out about all the heart stuff. She's like, you need to monitor your heart going forward, even when you're healthy she's like this can go on for like the next six months to a year whatever it was she's like if you feel any kind of thing in your heart twinges anything that worries you go right to the er so there was like a lot of that talk and i'm like damn she was like the first thing she said to me had nothing to do with even being sick right then it was like if you feel heart problems three months from now you know and i was like oh shit you know i'm just like all right well this isn't bad enough but um you know, it was an interesting ride. She, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, just like drastic honesty from people. You know, I think that's the the mass hole in me. Yeah. You know, I just want to hear, I want to hear how I might die right away. You know, I'm like, okay, good, good. All right, I'll, so never move again. <laughs> <laughs> so never, never do anything mildly strenuous again, you know. I mean, uh, I, I felt, I I sort of took that. Um, take it slow method. Yeah, yeah. And the whole pool thing, because I, I was walking normal walks and I was out of fucking breath. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was cleared. And uh, and then pouring sweat. Like yeah. buckets. Yeah, yeah, um, I had a little of that too, yeah. So, uh, in being in the pool, in like a warm uh, pool that I feel like I'm invincible now because I got God's vaccine. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, I swim Likewise. slowly and try to do not like super fast shit. Um, yeah. And then I've been doing jujitsu at like a very slow pace alone, um, to keep uh-huh. my, my, uh, practice sharp. Um, we call that Tai Chi. I raised that heart rate up and I, <laughs> just slow i did find my tai chi yeah. sword uh when i moved home <laughs> um but yeah i i i i'm definitely like worried and i'm like oh yeah like, yeah yeah if i suddenly fucking die do you, you don't have like heart stuff like on top of it no that she said that too or is it just in general no just, no i mean well i have a history of that in my family um but no, I, I think, you know, it's interesting because wearing the Apple Watch, not that this is a, at all a plug for the, the watch or Apple products, but I uh, it has helped me want to be more mindful and work out a little bit more, you know, just because it's like, you know, I was checking my heart rate a couple times a day and I, you know, I, I never pay attention. I, I would never know what my heart rate is. You know, I would yeah. never know anything like that. So it's interesting because you talked about um, – you know, being locked up in a hotel, and I just wanted to talk about our quarantine because yeah, we're in our yours? building and we're surrounded by uh, mostly Armenian folks who like to smoke, and we're in like a forty-unit building in Glendale, California, and uh, nobody wears masks in my building, which I Ugh. kind of yeah, it's horrifying, but it's also kind of hilarious because it's like oh, we're locked in, we have COVID, nobody has any clue. You know, it's almost like we might it might as well be a zombie attack out there and we're just like boarded ourselves up in our house and it was right around Christmas and you know, you brought a sandwich, my cousin brought a Christmas tree. You know, we it was like on all hands on deck, people were bringing like groceries and stuff like that. We ordered groceries out a couple times, but what I find funny is um a couple things happened. So I I came down with my diagnosis and my girlfriend Sabina needed to get diagnosed as well for her job so she could like have the you know have it on paper so she could get like you know some time off uh because they're like the worst so she had to go and get tested in the midst of me you know both of us being sick 
but you do it where you're in your car and you know there's only someone hands you they give you like the little grabber where they give you the test thing and then you drop it in a bucket before you drive away so she felt you know pretty safe about going out there and getting it done but I couldn't go with her because we were waiting on like she had ordered some like Christmas presents or something she's like you got to stay here and then uh she goes to Dodger Stadium and she has a Ford Focus that like breaks down when you breathe on it and she was waiting in the line to go up the hill and uh and so she's going up the hill and she, her, her engine starts to overheat and she has covid and she breaks down in the middle of this line of cars she can't turn go to the side because there are cars on either side of us and someone comes over oh and they're God. like you have to keep moving she's like my car's overheating so they sent the la to fire department to help her out and so like she gets these like sexy firemen i'd have her tell the story but she's not on this podcast but uh She's from the other room did. correcting me. Yeah. So, like, it's like Magic Mike, you know, the the uh, firemen show up and they're, like, humping the front of her car and, like, taking off their hats and they're, you know, they're, like, all sexy. Like, ma'am, can we help you? She pops the trunk. They're, like, pouring water in her radiator and down her down their chest. And uh, then the other guy comes over. He's like, I have to give you a test, ma'am, since you can't come up the hill. And they bring her, like, an individual test. So she's, like shoving a q-tip down her throat or up her nose or whatever Mm -hmm. looking real sexy for the fireman and uh all this shit's going on at all at once and i'm like home with a fever and like i can't help like it just felt felt so helpless for i mean it was a nightmare for her yeah uh i'm like you know fucking got my feet up in bed watching santa buddies um (laughs) which is a golden retriever movie uh i think it's an air golden retriever gets to be santa claus yeah it's a sequel to Air Bud, yeah. It's, a, it's like the Air Bud, like, like the fifth movie after. It's like Santa Buddies, uh, Golden Retriever Puppies uh, Save Christmas. But um, but anyway, and she's like, you know, her car, she can't get up the hill. It's like a mess. And uh, they have to, like, reroute all of Dodger Stadium traffic for her. And, uh, you know, we were... Oh, right before um, she left, I had clogged the toilet, too. So there was, like... I had forgotten about that. It overflowed. I was, like... <laughs> all over the floor we needed to like use all of our towels for my like shit water because i had the weird shits uh (laughs) so it was a mess man we were like really at odds it was you know maybe the biggest fight we've ever been in was like my bad dump right before she uh you know didn't get to hook up with um magic mike lapd lafd edition and then uh (laughs) so we were all sad it was a sad early christmas for us um came back positive yeah she got that and then and then our cat got covid that's another story um where animals sadie we we found out afterwards that the only way that cats and dogs can get it is uh orally and sabina and i had gone to um it was like a week or two we thought we were like i don't think we were contagious necessarily anymore but we got cuz cuz we waited 14 days you know we waited longer than 14 days but i gave Sadie i fed her something that i had like maybe touched you know normally i'd pour like her kibble out of the bag or do whatever but i i gave her something i had touched with my hands and i think they can ingest it orally and then she got like she just shit all over the apartment it was a mess all over my christmas presents actually it was kind of perfect. Uh, and so the three of us all got COVID. Sabina, Sadie, and myself. And uh, and then the other story I have, this is like you were talking about leaving your hotel room. And uh, I had a thing where I, I went out like the week after. I had just been gotten over everything. And I was like, I got to do the laundry, you know. It's like from being a kid where you get sick and my mother would like always wash the linens and stuff. So I took the linens down to our laundry room and i have this neighbor he lives like right next to me and he's like a karaoke king he just sits in his living room and like sings these armenian songs he like belts them out you know he's like got a really amazing this like beautiful voice and uh and so he was downstairs we have like these common areas where you can like grill and stuff and he's just cooking like piles of meat and i was walking across the courtyard and he reaches out barehanded with a pita and then just like a pile of meat on the pita and he just starts to come towards me with this like pita full of meat just like towards me just going buddy 
buddy. And I was like, no. I just start waving at him. I'm like, no, I don't know. I can't, I can't do this. I had to refuse the meat, Gary. It's tough it. to I refuse like, the meat. But you refuse yeah, the meat. Yeah, normally, I think I might have, it might have been like a major insult. I mean, he might want to kill my whole family now because I refuse the meat. <laughs> You know, it's like by by rights he gets to slaughter my firstborn or whatever and put him on the grill. It's uh, um, I don't know about these customs. It, you know, that's if anybody could do it, it's the Armenians. They deserve to. Uh, they've been through a lot. Yep. Let let them have. They this. have been a, a spe- even recently. Yes. Um, they've been fucked over. Uh, uh, this so podcast it was quite an adventure. By, uh, <laughs> Armenians everywhere. <laughs> two Irish yeah, yeah. idiots. Don't, don't donate to an Armenian organization. Organization, you know, just uh, has, hashtag Artsakh strong. Um, um, we need to support as much as we can. It's a, uh, it's something that you also said earlier that I, I really appreciate that you didn't text me a lot, uh, because yeah. I think this may have happened to you where, people, I think are so over anxious about this and they care and when they hear somebody get it they want to help and by communication they you know so there's plenty of people who are like i'm coming over and i'm like stay away yeah because i the worst yeah why would you come over yeah like i don't want anyone near me because yeah i the worst part is like i don't want to get you sick and and you die yeah 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 would be awful i mean i would probably get over in a year but you're, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't I don't need Absolutely. you to endanger yourself. And there are other people imposing, like, I'm going to send you groceries. I'm going to do this stuff. And it was all like, right, right. thank you, but I'm I'm just tired. I'm just, I yeah, slept yeah, yeah. Yeah. 20 hours a day for about yeah. like, nine or 10 days um, yeah. because I needed to. It was like I wake up, pee, right. drink some water, maybe some juice, fever, tired, sleep. Wake up and sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Hot shower, cough, 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 sleep. And it was just again and again. Right. And there was one day um, where I I couldn't fucking sleep all night. There was a guy getting – there was just every little noise and every little thing. I couldn't get yeah, yeah. comfortable in bed. A guy getting sober in the room next to me whose sponsor uh, woke him up that morning with, are you serious? Are you serious? Over thirty dollars, <laughs> I hear him like yelling because it was the you know the door that uh, allows rooms yeah. to murder each other. If they join, want. I, I, we call those adjoining rooms. Ugh! It's like I'm I'm just like God damn it, and I put towels and everything around it. But it, that that night, um, my breathing was incredibly tough. My lungs were definitely yeah. filled with something. There was just like a weight, like an elephant was on my chest. I, it felt like I had run, yeah. and I'm I'm hot, cold, hot, cold. Can't get comfortable. Head right. banging, and this is like the fifth day of 105 or 103 fever that I'm just Jesus. like. Jesus, wow! You it. really had some really serious symptoms. I'm I'm like a big recessive gene. It's not surprising. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I think that's a Gaffigan line, but anyways, um, uh, edit that out. Uh, I, I. Definitely uh, was up all night because my body hurt so bad. And yeah. I, f- I fell asleep and I was like, I was driving myself crazy by looking at my phone because I was bored. So I just was like, I'm turning off my phone and I'm fucking just going to try to turn everything off. And I think I just yeah. passed out at like 7 a.m. Yeah. And I, I woke up to my room phone ringing. And ringing and ringing. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh. and then it rings again and again. And I turn on my cell phone, and there's like 500 messages. It's like, wow. My sister, my dad, my yeah. cousin, my Rob Green, uh, all people that were concerned. They, you know, and I was very sick, but it it was like people being like, hey right. man, what what's up? And it was like, you don't know that I was up all night. That's okay. I'm taking care of myself because I'm an yeah, adult. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I yeah. appreciate that, but I don't need, like, in the room, I was like, did you call my room for me? Like, yeah, we thought you were dead. And I was like, no, I'm just sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A text is fine. Don't. Yeah. 
So after that, I was like, I'll go to somewhere where they can monitor me so everybody can just, I'll be like, I'm in their hands. And uh, I was lucky, you know? Yeah, that that sounds, I mean, that's incredible. That was like the main thing for me. When you were sick, I was like, yeah, I'll send a couple messages. But I'm, because I remember like when people found out I was sick, I got calls from people I haven't gotten, I never get calls from. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like my brother called me. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I was like, oh, okay. I guess you're finally getting around to this. You know, it's like, but it's nice. You know, it's like, I should say both of my brothers called me actually, because I don't ever really talk to either one of them. But, um, you know, the, Would you the, say a Walsh I suppose reunion is, is because yeah, of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, what I would do is I would, you know, here's some practical advice. Did you do any, um, did they have you do any proning to the people who are, I think they call it proning, which is where you lay prone in like a prone position where you put pillows underneath you, but you lay face down for your breathing? Uh, no. no. Oh, okay. I, I, I should have sent I, you that one. I couldn't lay on my stomach. It was too hard. Oh, I really? Did, too I much did my pain. side. Yeah. Side was fine. Side's good too. Yeah. If you're out there and you're, you know, you're ill or you get ill after you listen to this, one of the things that they were doing, I know at least at Massachusetts General, and you can look up diagrams for this, people will periodically lay face down because it shifts all the fluids in your, if you're having trouble breathing, it'll help you breathe more. And then both of your sides as well as your back. So you would shift your position, not only side to side, but sort of face down and then face up either like throughout the day yeah and try and do it like maybe collectively like an hour face down and then the other thing that i actually i had recommended to you gary maybe a little later but you were already doing i think was the hot shower kind of hot box the uh yes the room so you can use the steam and you turn the heat way up and then that helps the congestion and just kind of cough up I was doing that like every other day and it really helped me get rid of everything that was in my my chest because sometimes you get did, that congestion. I did about twice a day. Uh, yeah. Morning. Yeah, um, it's good for you. After that weird poop and then the evening after <laughs> that weird poop. Yeah. And yeah. I would just have, and I couldn't smell anything so it didn't really matter. But I just looked at it and yeah, was like, yeah. Huh, that's different. Yeah, it's uh, it looks odd. <laughs> This orange juice and oatmeal diet. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you, uh, people talk about this, the dreams that happen while you're going through it because there's fever dreams, but then yeah. afterwards, a lot of these strange dreams uh, and sleeping patterns emerge. Like from yeah. uh, the end of COVID up until maybe a week ago, I was waking up at 4 a.m. Eastern, so that would be 1 a.m. Yeah. peace pacific um mm-hmm. and i would wake up from dreams that i was like i don't want to sleep <laughs> i don't yeah. want that too too vivid too crazy yeah i had i had some of those i can't remember any of them although i'm not someone who tells people like detailed versions of my dreams because it drives me out of my mind when people are like <laughs> yeah and you were there and like i'll get a text from somebody or whatever and you're like and you were on a bicycle that wasn't really a bicycle you know what I mean? And you're like, um, yeah, it's a dream. Yeah, we all have dreams. We know uh, David Lynch made a career out of turning his dreams into movies. We don't. I don't really want to talk about it. Can Makes I me uncomfortable. Real quick. Yeah. I, sure. I critic. I I went hard at my uh, former girlfriend for this response. She was talking about a dream she had with my sister, which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, she goes, my brother, uh, did this. And I was like, was it your brother Philip? And she goes, yeah, she has two brothers and <laughs> her like, yeah, to me, I was yeah. like, well, yeah, I wasn't in your dream to see which brother it was. <laughs> so that's why I asked. <laughs> and it was like, my sister's like, why'd you go so me? And I was like, I was treated like an asshole for asking a question. Yeah, yeah. So so literal on this dream front. So fuck uh, Yeah, dreams. People talking about their dreams. Other than that, they're weird. Like, it's cool to be like, yeah, I had these weird dreams. I just don't want to hear, like, a half-hour explanation of, like, your former house that you knew was your former house that isn't didn't look anything like where you grew up. You know, it's like, 
I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, sure. I've yeah. I have those dreams too. Um, no, I had a lot of I have those. A, but a consciousness. Yes. Yeah. It's you know. It's it's we're downloading our memories. That's what dreams are. Uh, so, but um, we were taking melatonin. That was another thing. We took. We tend to take yep. Sabina and I. Uh, so at the time, I think I told you this too, it was a recommendation. That's another recommendation I got you. If you get sick, make sure you stock up on the melatonin. They say it helps. Uh, and I, I was yeah. taking all the shit that, that I could get my hands on that they gave President Trump, you know, vitamin D, melatonin, uh, <laughs> zinc, vitamin all that, C, NAC. Yeah. I'll, I'll all post, if you want to send me your list and in the episode description yeah. for folks that have made it, uh, to minute 40 of the Corona Diaries. Yeah, yeah, um, we're we'll going to wrap it up in a minute, uh, I think. We'll, we'll put our, uh, you know, our recommendation for over-the-counter shit. My overall, my favorite, um, sort of weird remedy, I don't know if it's considered weird or not, I think most people do. I got it from my sister, who's pretty, like, towny uh gal made good by becoming a nurse you know she's charlestown townie my sister stephanie she's a, a nurse she's worked in very different parts of the nursing industry but she's uh she she started using a, a neti pot one time and uh and she was like christopher you gotta use this and then i think she like gave me hers or something like i ended up ordering uh, you know i like the ceramic ones but basically it looks like a teapot for those of you who don't know and you put it in one of your nostrils and you sort of bend your head to the side and you, you warm up the water. You kind of put it in like a – you heat it up in like like you would tea. And then you pour it into the neti pot with like a little uh, sort of – it comes with these like little spoonful things of the neti salt. Mm -hmm. It's a specific type of salt. And then you run this like salt water through your nostril, through your nasal cavities because I found out you have these like – cilia on the inside of your your nasal cavity and it goes up into your like brain whatever and and i use it whenever i'm sick and it works a charm gary like mm. even if you get a minute to breathe to me that's that's like saving my life you know i couldn't breathe out of my head my my head was congested like even after i was over technically over covid i was still using the neti pot like once or twice a day to clean all that shit out of there and it, it it feels like it saves my life every time I use it. Um, I, I may pour. Water I highly recommend those. a neti pot. I, yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do it tonight. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you? Did you say you've never done it? I've done it. Um, just uh, it's been a minute. I I didn't typically like it, but uh, maybe I was doing yeah. it wrong. Um, Some people don't like it. I get it. Um, for me, it's just like it's when like waterboarding that... in a very low level. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can breathe out your mouth, and, and sometimes the water comes out of your mouth, too. You can, like, taste the salt because it's, like, all connected. It's kind of yeah. like when you get hit by a wave at the beach. I heard someone describe it this way, my friend Eric, one time. You get, like, you, yeah. when you get hit with, with a wave at the beach, and it gets up into your, your nose, and it's, like, uncomfortable like that. This isn't quite as bad as that. It doesn't sting. That usually stings for me. This Sometimes this stings, but... If you do it right, it shouldn't really sting, and it kind of calmly comes out of your nose. I think it's kind of fun, and then you feel like your breathing gets a lot better afterwards, you know? Hell um, yeah. But that was, like, the one thing I would do if I were anyone sort of in that position is, like, it just helped, like, a miracle drug. But um, And then Tylenol. Get yourself some yes. Tylenol. That helped a ton. Extra strength. Yeah. Get as yes. much fucking Tylenol. You'll and and yeah. you'll have an upset stomach because of it, but who cares? You'll be able to sleep. Oh, I was like, I don't give it. a fuck. I was yeah. taking Tylenol when I had no symptoms. I was like, yeah, just in case. I would yeah. go to bed. I would I, like pop two giant Tylenols, like, and uh, and a melatonin, and I would be like, I'm out. See you. Good night. Good night. Mike drop. Yeah, I was I was mic <laughs> dropping in my dreams, but it didn't quite look I like a mic. <laughs> It looked, like a sandwich. It, looked like, it looked like a lizard's tail. Um, it was my father's penis in my hand. <laughs> I had the um, most killer set into my I, father's penis. <laughs> I think um, I'm trying to like bright side and refocus my life after this because uh, it did yeah, shake likewise. everything kind of fucking up. Um, yeah. But I, 
I definitely am kind of glad I I went through it and it's over with. And oh I, yeah, I was lucky. Yeah, me too. That I didn't die. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just Certainly. I was also like, you know, when you live in paranoia, like, oh, it's around. Oh, that yeah. tickle. Like for months and months and months and months. Um, it sucks. It totally sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like waiting for the killer to find his way to you. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I I told you, you know, I I'm I'm sure I said to you earlier than this. I mean, I might have said it on this podcast. You know, I I felt like you said earlier, like you were worried about me. You know, I I'm on you know I this essential worker status, I guess. But all of my friends, like I remember at Thanksgiving, they wanted to get together, and I was like, I can't do that. Like I can't in good conscious conscience come to you guys like even if i get tested i work every day with like a group of other people and of um, of my friends i'm like the only one not working from home yeah and i was like it was only a matter of time it kind of amazed me that it took you know 10 months or whatever it was for me to catch it it was like 10 or 11 months until i got it but i was like i was expecting it a lot sooner than that you know and 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 that it finally came and and then when i was sick and i finally got the diagnosis i was like thank god because imagine having those symptoms and getting a negative test and being like, I would have felt out of my mind. Yeah, you, you know. Like, then what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this thing? You know, I can't that's, smell. That's, I can't taste. You know, yeah, what whatever. is this little Velociraptor? <laughs> but uh, but we're we're back now. We are uh, back. Um, yeah, we're we back. Just... We'll be you know doing more of this and uh hopefully getting some new guests here in the new year although it's um, technically february it's not, go- not going well with guests <laughs> yeah yeah no we have a few uh great uh apps that we already recorded we're gonna we're gonna put out we just wanted to explain and give information and do a little bit something different yeah. on this episode which i think uh could help folks um yeah i want to end it uh with a question to you and i'll tell you mine sure when great. when you're sick and let's bring it back uh-huh. to the show, you know, doing comedy. Yeah. When it's like, you can't, there's no sick days and like, oh, I got to make my rent yeah. this weekend. I'll just uh-huh. use my sick leave. It's like, no, I got to fucking oh, go on right. stage or even opportunity. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. My question to you is like, and I'll tell you my story um, first so you can think a little. Is sure, sure, the, sure. The time you were maybe one of the sickest times you've ever been on stage and uh-huh. um and 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 the stakes at which it was so for me yeah. uh i had just come off of uh auditioning and repping 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 uh, a set for montreal um my annual mm-hmm. uh montreal just for laughs rejection and <laughs> It was for years I was brought in for the first audition and then never to the second part. And then I got yeah. into the second part and I got called to New York and I went there with my right. friend Andrew Mayer and Ted Pettengill and our friend Walter uh-huh. came out to support and it was all fucking um, amazing. And I had to like yeah. take one day off of work, go there, do right. the show. And uh, I still didn't get it, but yeah. I had that set in my bones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in doing that, going back and forth to New York, um, driving there in one day, doing the set, driving all night, going to work for 12 hours straight. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I got I the know f- those days. Your body just fucks up, and I got really sick. And <clears throat> for that week, I got strep throat and couldn't really talk i lost my voice and it just so happened that eddie brill was doing his uh great american comedy festival auditions at the comedy studio Uh and yeah jenkins was like well we have this guy who i've auditioned for before and uh it it went like that i did an okay set and he left without talking to any comics (laughs) and none of us went to that the previous year so i was like oh well who cares and rick asked me he's like i know this is last minute eddie's coming Suddenly, um, can you do a set like Sunday? And that would be right after my weekend of 12 hour shifts, seven to seven. And I was like, okay. And I, I didn't get better. I got worse all week <laughs> with my sickness. Oh boy! So I just kept like trying to sleep and I was going to school, um, during the week and just trying to fucking get it together. It was just not working. Yeah. And, uh, on that Sunday, 
I'm sick as a dog. I cannot talk without yeah. having to take a sip of something and then talk. Um, right. And I was 14th on the lineup. Of, oh, boy. And it's Yikes. people that were way better. You know, like, at the time, uh, you know, he was hitting his stride. I think he'd done Gotham, Sean Sullivan, and Dan Crone, very hilarious, and Bethany Van Delft, and um, uh, Chris Fleming, and all these yeah, people yeah, that yeah. are... Ten times better than me, and I'm like, I'm going last, right, right. and it's already Killers. after a fucking did long they pull, day. Did they pull names out of a hat, Gary? No, just Rick designed. Still have line. Oh, okay. Whatever. And uh, um, I went, and I just went up there and didn't give a fuck. And I had like a cup yeah. of tea. I had, like a cup of tea on stage, and I just would like <laughs> sip it, and then say a joke and sip it, and I had a cough drop in my mouth, so I could suck it sip it and uh-huh. not have to drink so much and uh he didn't uh, i said thanks and got off and uh i got like a call the next day that was like um eddie's only interested in taking you uh you passed the audition do you want to go and it was wow like i was sick didn't didn't affect me i was you know lost auditions and all that other shit uh leading up to it and it it could have fucked me but knowing a yeah. set like in my bones that was like, I just knew it. Um, yeah, it just made all the difference. So I was like, that my advice was to anyone listening, aspiring comic stuff, or if you got something on the line, just fucking go at it. And I think being sick helped me because I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I was too tired That's to fine. care. I know. And then and then and then I heard that you told Daddy Brill to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said I'm gonna. He get said fired. he said you 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 never do on Letterman, um, uh, but uh, that's crazy, man. That's like that's a good story. I can't believe I gotta follow that one. Um, yeah, mine is not. There wasn't anything really on the line. I had, I'll save one of these stories because it was more of a mental. I had like a mental problem uh, one time, but I'll save that for another another episode. Um, what happened to me was I used to do a similar thing. I would, um, my brother and I had a show at the, uh, in Inman Square at the, uh, the Back Alley Theater, Improv Boston, the Great and Secret Comedy Show, and, uh, you know, it was like a sketch show, it was like a little bit of everything, and that was our bread and butter, and that would be at 10 o'clock on Thursdays, and so we would do the 10 o'clock show, we would go out and rip it up afterwards at like, you know, 11, 11 12 go drink at the bar, and then sometimes we'd come back to the theater because we had a key and drink downstairs in the basement, drive the neighbors nuts. It was insane. And then I would get up and I would go to work in the morning, and I worked at like 8 a.m. or whatever. And uh, and then I would sometimes host or perform at the comedy studio Friday night. And I never had any energy for those shows, for Rick's shows at the studio, because I was always like, you know bombed the night before and hung over on Friday and then show up and just kind of like David and I would fuck around. But on this one occasion, this was before my brother and I performed together, we had gone out to Hi-Fi Pizza in Central Square, Cambridge, which if anyone has ever eaten there, it's like the diviest. I think I told a story before about this kid punching a guy out. I might have told that story. I don't know at the Hi-Fi. But, uh, Basically, you would go there late night and just everyone would be drunk and it'd be, it was just mayhem. There'd be fights, there'd be arguments, people would fall in love. And, uh, and I got pizza. I got pizza there and I, and I ended up getting food poisoning from the pizza on a Thursday at like midnight or like 1 a.m. I think I called into work the next day. I was like sick. You know, and I had a set at the studio. Uh, it was a solo set. It was when I was still solo. And I had just been, like, laid up the entire day. I honestly don't even know why I showed up at the studio to perform. I think just because it was comedy. And it's, like, one of those things where you're, like, I love doing this. I'm feeling good enough now to perform. But when I showed up, all I could talk about was how sick I had been from eating this pizza at Hi-Fi Pizza. That was, like, all I could do material on. Like, I just had, you know, I had the shits all day. I don't know that I came out and told everyone I had the shits. But I had been drinking, like... I had like like bottomless Pepto Bismol, you know what I mean? I was like just like, have you had enough, hun? Like a lady coming over, filling up a mug with the pink <laughs> stuff, you know? And uh, I was told this was bottomless, so uh, so yeah, I did like a whole set on that, and I, and and it was like, 
I don't know, maybe it's a testament to how bad my material normally is, but I ended up doing, from what I remember, it went very well that evening, uh, just talking about, because partly, uh, I think when I talked to the crowd, you know how it is when you're sick, you don't want to perform where there isn't a bathroom, like, within eyesight, like, you don't want to be out of eyesight of a bathroom, and the comedy studio happens to have a bathroom, like, five steps from the stage, uh, so I think there was something about that where I told the audience, like I was willing to come up and perform because I could sprint to the bathroom. So if I run off stage at any point, then I'm, that's cause I have the shits, you know, and I got to run in there. But the funny part about the studio, and this is all I'll say, I think I've said too much about the shits already. Uh, the trots as my mother used to call them. Um, there was no stall in there at the time. So if, if somebody was happened to be in the little kitchen at the top of the Kong, uh, and they opened the men's room, you could see directly into where the guy was sitting on the toilet. You know, it was like a urinal toilet, you know? And uh, and that's like, I'm pretty sure I had to like, it wasn't the only time I had to sprint off stage there, by the way, because uh, I used to order the food there. But um, <laughs> I was quite fond of the Chinese food there. And I would eat it again. Uh, anyway, it was, it was, that was my set was just being in that like nightmare scenario where you're like, "Ah, I guess I can perform. They got a bathroom within, uh, within steps. Um, but it ended up being a pretty good set. Like it ended up going pretty well. You know, I, uh, who knew, but it's also one of those things where you, you can't do it again. Right. You know what I mean? Like you go up. Like a crowd work moment that's organic. Yeah. It's like ultimate present now now yes. now this is ours yes. and nobody else gets it i also think for the record when you're sick and you tell the audience the audience like the audience generally we talk about this most of the time you know sometimes i guess we talk about this rather the audience wants you to succeed they want to be on your side generally by and large i think you know there are some audiences that want to kill you um <laughs> you know and they're and they're you know, generally bad audiences, but for the most part, audiences want you to succeed. And I think in that moment, uh, when you tell them that you're sick, they just immediately identify with you. You know, I've been sick. I've been in your position. I know how you feel. Let's go easy on this guy. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, by degrees, I feel like we should just be going up on stage and lying to audiences. I'm not feeling well. Let's see how this goes. And then you get foster that better goodwill. You know what I mean? Uh, That's your opening line for I'm not, I'm not above. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Why do you always open with I'm not feeling not well? not feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I think we've all discovered so something. Dude, please. We're doing that yeah. a whole week. We'll both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Returns, we're going we're gonna, to. When we get back and we do our, uh, our Florida run or our Colorado run or wherever we plan on going, it's going to be called. We're Armenia. not feeling well, tour, <laughs> which won't go no. over well post COVID. <laughs> but uh, but that Too is our plan. Guys. Keep your eyes open out there. Gary and I plan on coming to your town at some point or another. <laughs> Christopher, oh man, uh, you're yeah. doing great, and I know you're doing stuff you can't necessarily talk about right now. Good project stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're working on it. We'll see what happens. It's and, I'm excited. Uh, you're 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 making the dream happen. I'm glad you survived it, and I'm glad you could yeah, share you some too. of your uh, experience and knowledge. You too. Yeah, yeah. Um, we if will. Anything we left out, we'll have to get him in the the second COVID diaries episode <laughs> a year both from get now. It again. <laughs> <laughs> Super COVID. COVID thirty eight. So six months from now, yeah. <laughs> the variations. It's called the COVID di- diaries variations. Ugh, There'll be God. a colon in there. Um, but stay safe, everybody. Mask up. Keep mm-hmm. your distance. Wear Get two the masks. vaccine when you can. Yeah. Two uh, masks or KM95. Don't go to Oklahoma City. Don't go to uh, Roanoke, Virginia. <laughs> Do not even yeah. try Jackson, Tennessee or Flagstaff, Arizona. Yeah. Just to name a few of the places that I've yeah. personally uh, uh, witnessed yeah. to be the most reckless, stupid, pig-headed bullshit right. places in America. Right. that Just don't give a fuck. Key um, West, Rock, Florida, where Key everyone West. I love is currently. Um, <laughs> Rock but, uh, uh, yeah, but, you know, hopefully we'll be back. We will We will be bringing you new episodes where we missed uh, the listeners. 
but uh, but we're we're here. We're gonna be doing more more stuff. Look forward to it. I'm very excited. It's good to see your face, Gary. It's been too long. It has been. And uh, Christopher, uh, you stay safe there. Have a good have a yeah, good likewise. week. Have a good weekend. All right, brother. And I'll talk yeah. to you later. This has been brought to you by Dead and Mellow. Follow us on all your social media platforms and shop around at deadandmellow.com to see all of our stand-up, music, and podcast releases. Thank you, and God bless America. All right, see you later. See Are you we guys. actually leaving or just ending?